What if it didn't matter what gender somebody kisses? Yeah! And when you saw gay people happy, you just minded your fucking business. Yeah! It's the Going On Podcast with the Rap Critic and Muse. Muse, how are you doing this fine day? <laughs> I got a plate of mozzarella sticks next to me, but they're gonna have to wait. Um, I hope they stay at least room temperature by the time we're done. Let's get Pastor Troy, give him the first few seconds of relevancy he's enjoying in over a decade. He decides to use his Twitter fingers. Instagram fingers. Oh, 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 pardon me, excuse me. To say, oh, so this is what you gotta do to win a Grammy? Uh, you know, I guess I'm not winning one. Like, (laughs) come on, son. Anybody invite you to the Grammy? Shut up. (laughs) Pastor Troy thinking that they hand out Grammys for wardrobe. Flamboyance? Like, what? I read that whole Instagram post, and nowhere in there did he address Lil Nas X's music. And also another big tell? You you had said Twitter fingers, and I, I'd corrected you that it's Instagram fingers. Instagram, I think it's a bit cowardice to post something like that on Instagram because people scroll through Instagram pretty fucking fast, right? Mm. So on the surface, it's just going to look like whoever the fuck is still following Pastor Troy in 2020 <laughs> is going to see a picture of Lil Nas X on their timeline, probably like it, and keep on scrolling. Oh, yeah, yeah, then we're gonna see the... Who's thinking to expand the fucking tirade, the rant, under the picture? It's so incredible when you do, because, like you said, he doesn't talk about his music. He starts going off on this tangent about how, like, I was at Applebee's, and I saw saw these two guys kissing and sharing mozzarella sticks. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I was so proud of my son who said, fuck Applebee's. I'd never been prouder of my son making a fucking scene ruining people's day at a fucking family restaurant. No one's recognizing Pastor Troy at an Applebee's, by the way. What this, uh, you know, bullshit is rooted in is the idea that, ooh, gay people are infiltrating hip-hop, and ooh, they're trying to uh, change hip-hop and, you know, fit it with the gay agenda, and, like, I'm thinking here, like, uh, well, you know, took it long enough, what with the three decades of unchecked homophobia? Like, what? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, alright, like, are we just gonna act like there hasn't been, like, this complete, like, Like, there's a reason why there hasn't been an openly gay rapper in hip-hop, you know, all this time. Like, come on, son. (laughs) What this person functionally is doing is tearing down one person instead of trying to, you know, build up somebody. You know what I'm saying? And what it comes from is the uh, the erasure of black queer people from black spaces and acting like, ooh, the idea of being queer in and of itself is an infiltration uh, into black spaces. Like, that's what they think. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, like, just off the rip. That's bullshit. So, <laughs> you know, like, that that's what it is at the end of the day. Like, it's just you being wrong, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sorry you have your little, you know, prejudices, but eh, fucking get over it. We gotta talk about the performances. Tyler, the goddamn creator. Yes! <laughs> Good lord! I love it! I'm seeing a lot of people bringing up the, the outfits and whatever, and they're talking about, like, wow, fucking pop music is really, like, the fucking future is queer. You're looking at fucking... You're looking at Lizzo and Ariana Grande and Billie Eilish. It's like, yeah, that's great, but they're all straight. Tyler's over there <laughs> doing his fucking, like, bellhop shit <laughs> on the red carpet and in luggage, like... And winning fucking Grammys and having an amazing performance. And talking shit against the system, because that's what you do. (laughs) And he's not in the discussion. Like, people just aren't including him in the discussion. And it's like, dude, you've got a gay pop star right the fuck there. 
doing him a disservice and you're proving the Grammys right. Oh, I guess this music isn't, uh, uh, you know, a mainstream enough for, uh, you know, the typical taste or whatever the fuck. <sighs> but look, dude, the performance, the way they got the orchestra in that bit. Okay, just starting off with, was that Boys to Men? And you just see, like, mm. Tyler next to him and, and he, like, walks off after, like, ten seconds just lets them have their moment, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and then you get, like, fucking, uh, uh, he does the performance where the platform slightly raises. You see the fucking, you know, Eminem moment with, with all the guys that look like him walking down, you know, and they start <laughs> doing it. Yeah. But fucking Tyler spazzes the fuck out, enjoying himself, just, like, kicking it and doing all the weird shit he does as the platform lifts up. And then you see the burning houses in the background. Fucking mm. suburbia is burning. <laughs> <laughs> along with your senses of normalcy, you know what I'm saying? And and then he gets up there at the end and he fucking falls into hell, basically. I fucking love it. I, I, I couldn't take it. <laughs> there was, like, uh, some distortion at one point. I love the, the back and forth. It just works so perfectly. Where it would just be, like, beautiful orchestration, and it would just, like, slam back to, like, these really distorted vocals. And, like, these are trying to be together. The money to do it. I fucking loved mm. that shit. It was so fucking cool. Like, it's one of those things where it's, like, some of these performances was like, can I get this version on Spotify, please? Oh my god, I know. I've been saying this about Kendrick's performance minus Dave Chappelle. You you can get him the fuck out of there. <laughs> Going to the next one, Lil Nas X. Yes. Oh my goodness. I loved every second of it. This is the version I wanted. I remember, I, I think I did a review last year where I was like, you know, even with the remix, it's like, I don't know, something doesn't feel finished about it. There needs to be like a, you know, ripping guitar solo or something like that. No, you mm. got the fucking BTS click showing up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you get the orchestra that came in halfway through. Again, fucking orchestral shit was fucking on point it just tied everything together it was so fucking cool even the uh the little the little 10 year old walmart kid showing up like it, Look, did, it didn't detract from it it was actually pretty cool i mean i i've been saying since the beginning that old town road was too short of a song it needs to be long yes there's a tv screen behind Lil nas x and it has chowder oh yeah with, you know the panini character yeah <laughs> so i was like okay we're gonna fucking tra- we're, we're gonna transition in, into panini no <laughs> We're gonna transition into the into the other remix of Old Town Road. We're going into the fucking um, who was it? Was it Slim Thug or Young Thug? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Young Thug, yeah, Young Thug. And I think Lil Nas X raps his verse because mm-hmm. I don't think he was there. And then it rotates again, and fucking BTS is there, and they do the Soul Town Road. I remix. loved it. And then if in mid rotation, I was like. Mason fucking Ramsey better be on that next goddamn and right when it was, I never thought I'd mark out for that fucking kid I was so happy to see that little motherfucker and then goddamn Bill Ray Cyrus coming through it was like alright look this is the shit this is the fucking way to do it and more importantly that felt like alright that's fucking done now yeah <laughs> this is the ultimate this is the mega mix <laughs> And to then go into uh, the rodeo remix with the Nas, nasty Nas, big Nas and little Nas, <laughs> wearing white and black. <laughs> that was so fucking cool. That was the passing of the torch, the fucking turning of the page. Yes. Of we're moving away from that fucking overdone song. Please give Lil Nas X more radio play. <laughs> Let him spread his fucking wings. Give him something else. Because Panini, it got some radio play, not nearly as much as Old Town Road, though. Yeah. They weren't trying to give him that fucking second number one single, but dude has so much potential, and I'm glad they gave him that much time. And I'm glad that they uh, are using, like, what I feel is the best songs from that fucking album. 
uh, goddamn uh, rodeo, which is one of my favorites. I mean, I, I loved uh, Cardi B's verse, and you know, I, I, oh so, man, exactly. Like I was like, damn it, why didn't you have Cardi? But you know, just the fact that Nas is there, just like, all right, you know, this, you know, I'll, I, I'll, I'll be quiet. How and about Lizzo? I was just about to get to fucking Queen of the Night, Lizzo, with uh, the elegant the dress, <laughs> with the orchestra bringing you know things together. It was so fucking cool. Dude, and, and her voice was fucking on point. Oh my, like, you could t- you could feel, like, just for me, like, you could hear the breath control and, like, keeping shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like, a fucking showman making sure this show comes out right. Like, it was so goddamn cool. She is top-tier, fucking top-shelf, amazing performer. I- and I don't think she gets enough credit. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then halfway through, you know, she rips off the the big dress. You see the cool ass fucking uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. The the, the rainbow uh, thing she had underneath. I don't know who this is gonna resonate with, um, but some fucking old school Nickelodeon fans. When we were watching that, and it had like these weird outlines, whatever. I said she looked like Inside Out Boy. He's a boy who was on a swing set, and the swing set went over the bar, and he got turned inside out. So you saw all his organs? I think I know. Like, that's, like, vaguely... It's on the <laughs> it tip was like of a, my it was brain. Like a claymation. Yeah! Uh, it was, like, a short, in, like, between cartoons. Mm-hmm, I remember uh, that, And too. everyone just got freaked out because they saw his fucking organs on the outside of his body. Yeah, that, that is one that's of those uh, of bumpers you remember. <laughs> that, it's kind of what it reminded me of because it just looked like she had, like, random shapes just kind of outlined on her outfit. I thought that looked so good. And then when the flute just falls from the heavens, oh. she's just like, oh, mini flute solo. I, I lo- Dude, I'm here for it. <laughs> Fucking ticked all the boxes. <laughs> Billie Eilish's performance, the, the song she did. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh I love, like, they really worked on making sure the mics were good because yeah. it, like, you could have cut that and put it on Spotify right then. The way she had the, mm. and, and I especially love how Billie Eilish, like, uh, um, you know, the big song Bad Guy, she really works with, like, dynamics of sound, right? You know, it's not yeah. just big loud, it's it's very quiet, and then big, and then quiet, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. with this one, it's the same thing, where it's like, there's parts where she's singing, and it's like, you can barely hear the little melody she's singing, yeah. but it sounds so sweet, because you hear the background harmonizing in this really cool way. I fucking loved every goddamn second of it, dude. Fucking, these performances are goddamn on point. <laughs> we gotta talk about, you got Alicia Keys up there, trying. No one will be offended by Alicia Keys, I think that's just it. <laughs> yeah, and and last year it made sense because Ariana Grande was invited to perform, but like, invited too late. Mm. So she was like, fuck you, I'm not performing. So there was like a gap in the scheduling and the programming. Oh, and then she have to, like, play some extra songs? Yeah, try- yeah, it's like, hey, we might have to make up some time. So when Alicia Keys came out and was like, hey, I'm just gonna play a little song on the piano for you, is that okay? It kind of felt improvised and just to kind of fill time. And then they did it again this year. I was like... Mm, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I, what last year is like you see Alicia Keys with one grand piano, but how oh, she played the two pianos? <laughs> I completely forgot about that shit. Yeah, she she didn't reprise that one. I don't, <laughs> but um, I gotta mention may, maybe just a week after fucking news broke that hey yeah so the Grammys are like rigged as shit and they don't really mean anything because is a lot of backstage politicking and a lot of people get fucked over and mm-hmm. more Sexist and more people are sp- and, you know more and more people are speaking out about it we still don't even have the whole picture yet so 
I kind of imagined Alicia Keys was just gonna come out on stage and do the fucking Ashley Simpson dance. Like, <laughs> I mean, y'all know what the deal is. I was gonna do a little hoedown and, uh, but instead they did the, uh, they did the little tribute at the beginning. In the back of my head, I was a little cynical of like, man, like, I don't know how you would have opened this show if you didn't have a tribute. Cause that shit's gotta be on everyone's mind, right? Like, I'm surprised, well, I'm not surprised that no one went up there and accepted their award and was like, yeah, I mean, whatever the fuck this is worth. But, like, <laughs> everyone has to be thinking that, right? Like, we've all we've all thought for years, we've already said in the podcast year after year, that the Grammys don't mean anything. A lot of these award shows it, it, for me, it's about the performances. don't mean anything. Yeah, it's about the performances, you know what I'm saying? When, when 85% of the awards are given off air anyway, yeah, it basically is just... Uh, you might as well not give out any awards, honestly. You might as well just do performances and just go wall to wall to wall. Which, like, fucking, why not? That's <laughs> like, what everyone's going to talk about the next yeah, day one anyway. one night extravaganza where you just bring out the best stars and have a cool-ass fucking long-ass concert. Unless someone gets up there and does an acceptance and says something wild or makes some political statement, no one's going to be talking about it the next day anyway. Right. The problem really is, for the longest time, all these award shows have felt like declarations that were brought down on high by, you know, officiators who just knew what made good art. In this age of transparency, we're just finding out, oh, you guys are just normal people with just way too much power and influence, and you've just been using it to live high on the hog without ever feeling like you'd be truly scrutinized for the choices that you made. We've got two listener-requested album reviews this week, and we're going to start with an album requested by Darian Doster, Out Utero by Lipstick <laughs> Homicide. <laughs> and I don't think in the years we've been taking requests, and I know this is going to sound weird, mm. and cor correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we've done a straight-up punk album on the show. I've know um, we've done maybe Green Day. Oh yeah, yeah, son yeah. of a bitch. I guess that. Ah, look at you. <laughs> I would I would consider this album pop punk too, but not not in the same way. Not top forty radio like fucking Wake Me Up When September Ends or mm -hmm. like those. But it's a different kind of pop punk. It's uh, it's it, uh... It's, <laughs> it's a little dated, but we'll get yeah. into that. Um, I, overall, I will say this. I did enjoy myself. I liked the album. Um, I, I feel like if I went to, like, this concert and I was like, oh, yo, who are these, you know, who are these cats playing? Like, I would stay there for the whole time because of the energy of all of these oh, songs, right? absolutely. Yes. Um, there but, is a, I really dig the energy on this album. Hmm. Um, but, as is the problem with some, uh, punk bands, oh, yeah, oh. is that after a while, they get a little samey. Yeah, okay, I wanted to make sure this wasn't just me. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. I remember, I remember um, thinking, like, okay, you know, punk, yeah, you know, it's a simpler, you know, genre, you know, they got the three power chords, you know, that yep. whole deal. Mm -hmm. But there was just, like, as I just listened to it hit play the first time, I think it was, like, I, uh, I, there was one song, the first song played, and then, like, it cut to, like, uh, another song that just happened to be in the queue on Spotify, and I was like, oh, snap, that's not supposed to be there. And so, you know, I cut out all the songs that I originally had in my queue, and then went to the next song, and it was just kind of like, oh, this kind of feels like the first song, but, oh, okay, maybe it's supposed to be, like, first song, you know, continuing into the next song, like, with the, uh, that Apocalypse album that we listened to a couple of weeks ago, like, okay, yeah. and mm. then, 
after like three or four tracks where like I hadn't been looking at the the playlist and I was just like, wait, did the last song stop? I, <laughs> and I was just like, oh wow, this is all kind of oh man. And then it was like it went into the next song and it was just like like the whole band, everything playing just like every other start of every other song. And like after a while, I just started to laugh whenever that would happen because it would just be like, God damn, dude, like you've got to have heard this back and be like, okay, we, we got to like take the drums out for this one or something, <laughs> you know, at least for the intro or something. My experience <laughs> is I think the first half is really solid. It's a really mm-hmm. solid. It's uh, a solid group. Yeah, for sure. The first six tracks, I think it's just, I think it's really good. Um, starting with Full Throttle is where things get a little dull, uh, mm-hmm. because while I don't think they miss a step musically, um, not the strongest pen game. Um, a lot, like I'd mentioned before, it 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 is it does just kind of come with the territory sometimes. Yeah, and see, that that's what I'm thinking. Like, is... I'm trying not to be too... Yeah, like, realize what this genre is, right? Right. Like, but... I, yeah, but there were times, I, like, I, I legit felt like I was, like, snowblind by these tracks. Like, am I just not getting it? Am I just not... Have I just not heard enough to get the differences? You know what I mean? There are, the are nuances. Plenty, there are plenty of pop-punk bands whose songs sound uh, pretty similar. If you want to go back... A good ways back, a really good example of this is the Ramones. If you listen to a lot of their early songs, um, boy oh boy, there's like, there are like five song types, and all their songs can fall into like, those five different categories. But each song is about something different, and it's, like, it can be quirky, or, or kinda funny. When I'm listening to a punk album, I do kind of want the energy to be high the whole way through. Mm. I feel like if there's like a dull or a slower song, I'm probably going to end up skipping it. Uh, just because that's not the vibe I'm in. Mm. You know, like if you're listening to a I, punk I album, you're in a certain mood. You want that. You want the intensity. And for right, the most right, part, right. they kept that up. The second half, it kind of slips. A couple songs I thought didn't even really need to be there. Mm. Uh, Vampire Club Part 2. I was just about to say Vampire Club Part 2. Like, a a, a song title that absolutely does not live up to its name. (laughs) It doesn't live up to its name, and if this is a continuation of a story, you're not giving me any details. Like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. There's, like, no details being given here. It's so fucking vague. Yeah, and it's like, for such a weird title, as opposed to everything else, I was like, okay, what was supposed to be different about this song now? (laughs) I will also point out the the setup for this band, which, which might set it apart from not all because there are definitely some women-led punk bands oh yeah and... that that was something i know yeah it was just like oh so, like it, there is a bit of a different energy right like i have not heard that many women voices over like hard rock and shit like this yeah y- you've got two women who sing very very nice harmony they do a little trading off here and there i thought that sounds good it's just the two of them and a dude on drums in the back that's the setup I think it's pretty good. I think they do really well musically. I think they sound great. Up until Vampire Club Part 2, we have one person singing almost the whole time, doing, like, lead vocals. Uh, they switch that up for Vampire Club Part 2. And she's not as strong of a singer, and her vocals sound really bad. Uh, she sounds very off-putting, yeah. and you, in that moment, realize... 
why she's just kind of doing backup for most of the mm. time. That was a really rough listen. I didn't enjoy that at all. And the follow-up track, Declaration of Codependence, uh, the shortest track on the album, I thought it could have been cut altogether. I don't yeah. think it really needed to be there. Yeah. Um, other songs I thought were on the weaker side were the aforementioned uh, Full Throttle, mm. uh, Who Stole Molly's Bike. I, I, you know, I, I, for that one, I was like... At least there's a different fucking BPM happening, <laughs> you know? And, and I think that, for me personally, was to its detriment. I was like, this uh, is... I see what you're saying. <laughs> this doesn't have the same energy, I'm not digging it. And then it just kind of, with doing nothing and like this forever, they just weren't the strongest uh, tracks to me. For me, uh, I liked Rocker Chick, you know? Uh, yeah. Specifically, that lyric in the hook where he's like, I don't even think your boyfriend would care if we hooked up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I like how it's like, uh, yeah, he writes some of your songs, but you write them better or some shit like that. Yeah, like I like little shit like that, where like, lyrics that really stick out for you, you know what I mean? This time, for real, I think, and Rocker Chick are my two uh, favorite cuts on the album. Uh, this time for real is super fucking catchy. The album, the rest of the album is pretty much straightforward, like post breakup. Yeah, I hate you. I don't need you in my life anymore. And, and, and that stuff. starts to fit. I think that contributed to it too, right? <sighs> the feeling of sameness, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, the song "Rather Disappear." I, I remember writing down that that one was notable, but I think it was mainly yeah. because the way it ended with the uh, "I'd rather disappear," and then you actually hear like straight like a couple seconds of silence. But it just made me kind of laugh again because the very next song starts exactly like the rest of the other songs do. So it's just like, oh, that was kind of a cool artistic thing. You're switching it up, but oh, <laughs> you know, "Rather Disappear," especially in the sea of just like mediocrity on the second half, is my mm. favorite cut. On the second half, it, it got my highest rating. I also liked how much the bass stood out. Like, that especially for me with, like, skate punk and, like, high energy type, like, you know, very abrasive kind of punk. I really like to hear that bass cut through. Um, and I wish that happened more. Um, overall, though, the drumming for me stole the show. Oh, musically. drumming was fucking solid, yeah. The fucking, <laughs> oh my god. On, um, and I don't want to be here anymore, uh, specifically. He's doing, like, double-time, triple-time fucking bass drum. Oh my god. He was fucking killing it mm. on that one. He was fucking going for it. Well, say it to my face. Uh, so, you know, um, at the end of the song, uh, <laughs> they do the, she does the screamo growl. She does a little growl, yeah. It sounded so good. Like, my ears perked up and I was like, Oh, and, and you know, I looked. It was like at, right at the end of the song, and I was like, "Oh, oh come on!" It's, it's just kind of overall upbeat, kind of happy. Even if you are singing about like a breakup or whatever, there's no reason to not interject more personality into it. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. And when she does actually do a growl at the, the little surge, nuggets you get, yeah, I was oh, like, "Ooh, so yeah." Even if you're just doing it to fuck around and have fun, I was like, that sounded good, dude. Do more shit like that. I was waiting for it to be a mainstay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. You don't but, hear it again. It's just that um, one time and that's it. Uh, overall, what, what would you give this album? I got a three and a half. I, I gave it a three. Our next album, requested by Max Elijah, Dialect, with From Filthy Tongue of God and 
I remember him saying the word once or twice in the album. I think we said, like, Grio, I think. I'm not sure offhand, and I only know how to pronounce the name of the group, because there's literally just a track where it's just people saying how to say the name. Oh, it's Dialect. Dialect. That that, that was messing me up, because I was like, I was looking at his name, and I was like, like, okay, they're saying Dialect. The word Dialect. But It sounded like it, yeah. D-A with an umlaut over it, L-E-K, and... The way I've always known is, like, that A with the umlaut, it changes the A to, like, an S sound, like, like in the word set. You know what I mean? So it should be, like, delic or something like that. So they're just saying, like, dialect, and I'm just sitting here like, what? Is this supposed to mean something? Or are they saying his name? Like, is the joke that, like, they're saying his name wrong? Like, what's happening here? It's like the fucking beginning of that Amine song. They're like, hey, anime! That's <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Or you were thinking it was going to be a fucking Doctor Who thing with fucking Daleks. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Interesting that you bring this up, though, because this is some definitely weird fucking out-of-this-world futuristic sounding Deltron 3030 shit going on here. Can I just give you a little insight into uh, my process when mm. people request an album by a band I've never heard of before? Mm. I'll pull up the full album on YouTube. And then just pick a random point on the album and just be like, all right, what's it sound like? Actually, odds, odds are pretty good because it's the longest that I just happen to smack dab in the middle of Black Smoke Rises. And I had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> like, if there was... He came in the middle of a fucking meditation track. If there was a... If there was a, like, I don't want to say worse track, but worse for the... Oh, I'm just trying to... No, I'm just trying to say worse as in I'm just trying to get a feel for what the fuck this is. Yeah, Because yeah. Black Smoke Rises isn't really a representation of the whole album. Not at all. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like that. So when I had messaged you and I was like, hey... Uh, we're reviewing two albums that don't sound like anything we've ever covered before. Oh, okay, see, I was like, yeah, I was a little bit, I was like, I don't know, I think some of this has a, lot, a bit of rapid on it, you know, it's more, oh, more yeah. industrial mm-hmm. than we're used to, but, you know. <laughs> With my first, uh, my first taste of the album being right in the middle of Black Smoke Rises, <laughs> I was like, alright, this is gonna be an interesting listen, but, uh. <laughs> gonna be a bunch of fucking, you know, Buddhist monks, uh, doing throat <laughs> singing or something. But it it ended up being a bit more uh, accessible and straightforward uh, and more in line than what we we normally cover. I really did enjoy this album. I had a lot Mm. of fun listening to it. It's very... Uh, I don't even know how to really explain it offhand. You know, uh, who is that guy that we listened to? The uh, um, uh, Ka, uh, Orpheus and the... uh, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got this very, like, sort of, like, pulled-out-of-time weird feel to it. Uh, you know, a couple of tracks have sitars and, you know, like, weird orchestrations where the, the beat work is just so dense. And so, like, him rapping against it just, like, feels like he's rapping with this wall of sound behind him where different weird things are going on. Trampled Brethren. Ooh. Mm-hmm. The one, yeah, that's the one with the sitar. And, and, and you hear, like, this... 
cool ass like fucking weird fucking rotating shit going on while there's this sample in the background of this guy talking about like the truth trampled to earth will rise again and it's all like cut and you know you hear it sounds like you know it's being played on like a fucking gramophone or some shit it's just like got this very like pulled out of the earth sort of quality to it you know what i mean voices of the ether oh yes another great one yes of like different world music type elements i I just wonder like what the how the album is produced because it's another one of these it's like you got a producer you got a rapper and you maybe got like one other person it's a very small outfit so i imagine it's mostly just sample work but they make it sound big yeah but where the fuck yeah where do you get these samples dude like, it all sounds like you fucking scoured the earth for this shit. You fucking looked under rocks and... The only couple tracks, and I was actually on the fence of whether or not we were going to even include them in the rating, uh, were Antichristo, which is... I didn't I didn't include that one, yeah, It's yeah. kind of a short interlude. It has a sample warning of the coming of the Antichrist, but it's kind of over hip-hop beats. I was like, eh, yeah, and it's, it's not Spanish. I was like, it's not listed as a skit or an interlude, so is it a song? I might count it, I might not. And uh, Heads, the instrumental track, uh, where they're just saying the name over and over again. Yeah, at first I didn't think I was going to count that one, but then it had that fucking killer-ass, like, drum solo. You can't ignore that. (laughs) Yeah, right? I was like, alright, no, that was cool, though. (laughs) I would listen to it for that again. I like like how, at the beginning, it just kind of sounded like there was, like, running water. Just kind of like in the background. I hate to compare it because I saw so many comments on the YouTube video that I originally looked it up. People comparing them to uh, to Death Grips. I was just thinking that for for a couple of tracks, not every track. They but. are a more accessible, down to earth Death Grips in that way. Yeah, it, there's not like they're not screaming at you. They're, they're not messing with the time signatures too much. Not not you know. too much. No, it's um it's pretty straightforward and I don't mean that as a uh, as an insult. My two favorite cuts on the album are From Molehills and Hold Tight. For an album that came out in I can't express this enough. I can't reiterate this enough. 2002? I couldn't fucking believe it. <laughs> this is so incredibly ahead of its time. I was like, are you fucking serious? This came out before Love Below? What the fuck? <laughs> if you told me that this came out last week, I would have believed you. God, what the fuck, man? People were doing this shit in 2002, and people are, like, just now catching up? Yeah, like, God, Damn. y'all rappers ain't got no excuse. <laughs> You've been fucking sleeping on these dudes for almost 20 years? What? Oh, my goodness. No! Oh, what, the first track, Spiritual Healing. Yeah. Who do you pray to? My God, the black God? Who do you pray to? My God, the brown God? Who do you pray to? My God, the white God? Your reaction's kind of odd for a kid who loves to nod. Why don't you not question what I'm bringing up if if you just mindlessly agree with the idea of a God uh, that just happens to look like you, right? Oh, you know, what a happy coincidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then he starts on the lyric, he goes like, I wear, squ- I wear skin like Jesus, sick of bullshit preachers, concerned with aborted fetus, but don't give a fuck who feeds I was like, ooh, right out the fucking gate. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it. Uh, oh, and then I think it was like right after that where he says, uh, um, speech so tedious of Abraham Freitas, why, st- why are there still Abner Luimas? On From Molehills, it kind of reads like a love letter to old school hip hop. 
Mm, yeah, 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 especially at the end, yeah. Record scratching loops and sounds on there, and they're just kind of like talking about like spray paint and like all these different things. Yeah, to like, all the spray painters, to all the graphers, to all the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all these like imagery and things related to like hip hop as a culture. The beat work on the album is so fucking good, but something about this cut, like I wasn't ready for it, how fucking solid it was because like on speaks volumes i wasn't really sure what was going on lyrically mm-hmm. but yeah was like, that, that was the one where i wrote down I was like what exactly is happening like I didn't cool know. atmospherical music and shit but what are you saying like, yeah that was the thing i was like i really like this this sounds great i don't know what they're talking about though like that one lyric was like uh, i am where you were before you were my victim breathe clorox while i rock social unconscious like Sh- shirley chisholm there's what? even a lyric on here where he goes Yo, I'm asking, what happened? And I'm sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> what Please happened? elaborate. <laughs> D- did you ever find out? Like, <laughs> Tune in next time. I'm on Yahoo Answers, and I'm trying to figure out, and someone at the end of it just goes, oh, don't worry, I figured it out. Well, you're going to let everyone else know how you fixed yeah. the problem? Like, that ain't helping anybody, dude. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. I figured it out. <laughs> it's your turn, bitch. I thought Hold Tight was the first instance of, I can't believe this is 2002. This is fucking face melting in its quality. I thought it rocked so hard. Uh, and with a track like Black Smoke Rises, it might not be a track you go back to, but it definitely is an experience, you know, with the way you hear just the, the doot, 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 all the bloops and bleeps sounding like a, you know, some scientist lab that's just about to explode or some shit, you know, <laughs> uh, with all this, like, spiritual weird sounding shit going on underneath it, you know, the the marriage of a machine and religion, as it were, machine and spirituality or whatever the fuck. It's so eerie and unsettling. The mood is, like, you can fucking feel it. It's so, it's so weird. And when it gets to the black smoke rises and it just repeats that line yeah. for, a, uh, for a few minutes. It's like black smoke rises to a heaven that I don't know or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like noise after a minute or like after a few minutes, it's just noise and reverb. And then like when it comes back again, you're like, oh, okay, there's actually more. You're not yeah, just yeah. going to repeat black smoke rises. and <laughs> So it actually does have, like, three or four uh, verses, but stretched over uh, just over 12 minutes. There's one part I highlighted. I breathe contempt for my surroundings without consent, grasp the hand of what man might be passing. Do you hold the book housing answers? Straight face with laughter. Only comprehends my plight after. Son, I might have burnt that chapter. I only want to recapture what was once mine. Nothing is yours. Shall I be lured upon the same crossroads as Robert Johnson? Only if you believe the myth. It's like, oh man. If it wasn't 12 minutes, and if it wasn't, (laughs) and if it wasn't so, like, the really, 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 really good chunks are, like, spread out over just, like, minutes of just a repeating line or whatever, I would come back to this song, but I can't do this. Yeah, yeah, it's slightly too long. (laughs) You gotta give me the cliff notes, my dude, because I want to rock with you, but I can't. But Trampled uh, Brethren, I felt, was like the fucking highlight. Uh, It's one of those moments where, like, just hearing the lyrics and how he's describing it, just mixed with the beat work, like, it's the moment where, like, I can 
fucking get an image of what the fuck this song is like. You know, like you saying, uh, my jaded eyes strain to see through a smoke-filled room consumed by books which speak of our past. At last, begin to piece together our beginnings with few fleeting seconds till our end. Quickly cross that bridge you burn, see what's on the other shore. It's lore magnetic in our drunken minds, poor feeble shell hoping for so much more. I'm like, holy fucking shit! <laughs> just fucking incredible oh and the way I think it's like the last two tracks so you know up to this point it's like all like you know really cool fucking like you said like death grips weird sound of shit and then it like switches over to this like dark funk sort of funkadelic sound going on into the last two tracks it's fucking insane and I mean specifically like funkadelic like not parliament the happy bright funk I mean like specifically the darker albums you know what I mean like and it was just so like it was just hitting that button for me so hard I was like Holy fuckage, this is the fucking upper echelon of what hip-hop can be, and how the fuck was this 2002? (laughs) And when we go from fucking lipstick homicide to classical homicide, the last cut, I thought this was almost like the inverse of uh, Black Smoke Rises, because in this one, you got a bunch of really short verses instead of, like, a handful of, like, longish One's a very simple repeating chorus, but I thought it worked really well. I, I really liked that one a lot. And Forever Close My Eyes. The really, yeah. the, oh, the yeah. only weak moments on the album, if you go from Antichristo, and then you got Hold Tight in there, but that, that's one of my favorite cuts. And then you got Heads, which it feels like you got two short-ish, almost interludes, like, that close together. And the first half of the album felt weird, like the pacing yeah. there was kind of weird. Maybe you put yeah, Heads right. a little later. Or, because you're telling us how to pronounce the person's name, maybe have that as, like, an intro track? Yeah, exactly! I don't know. But, and Black Smoke Rises, because I don't think it's a song people are gonna listen to more than once. Yeah. Um, That's really the weakest part of the album, but the rest of it sandwiched on the outside? It's just fucking, it's so damn good, dude. I hate that we slept on this for, and I gotta repeat, almost 20 years ago. (laughs) I can't believe it. 2002? I'm just picturing, like, what Eminem was putting out then, and, like... Del- I think Deltron 3030 had probably just come out? Like, oh my oh, god. man. <laughs> it, it might sound like like I'm shortchanging my boys, but um, I got a 4 on this one. I actually gave it a 4 as well, yeah, because, like you said, there were uh, one or two moments where it did... You know, bring it down. One of the tracks was, like, slightly too long. A couple of the tracks... Yeah, yeah, like you said, it was, like, why is that skit right after this one? And what is it really serving to when you have such an epic sound going on? You know what I mean? That about wraps up this week's episode of the Going Off Podcast. We really want to give a big, big thanks uh, to the fine folks who requested albums to be reviewed. And if there is an album that you would like to hear us talk about on the show, please head on over K.O. Dash, uh, what is that? I had a little rhyme in this. Oh, K.O. Dash, F.I. dot com slash going off, motherfuckers. <laughs> you just read it. That it really isn't a rhyme. No, but, you, you just... know, the dash with the slash, K.O. Dash, F.I. dot com yeah. slash, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I said it, that, I too. I thought it was clever. You know, put a little rhythm into it. K.O. Dash, F.I. dot com slash. You said what I said with rhythm. Sure, alright, fine. <laughs> I got rhythm, bitch. <laughs> I'll give it to you, fine. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a one-time uh, $40 pledge for professionally released albums, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, and for uh, self-produced 
uh, indie projects that you'd made yourself. That is a $50 pledge. We opened up that tier for the aspiring folks who want to maybe get their stuff out there and just have a few, uh, a few critics give their, um, I guess, informed opinions. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that feels weird to say. But um, <laughs> on their stuff, that's available. We don't know much about it yet. But I do mm. want to start saying now, mm. uh, we did get approved for a panel at Con Carolina. The details are still yet to be They're coming ironed together out. to be announced, you know? Yeah, I mean, we've got time. It's in fucking May. Um, but yeah, if you are in the Southeast and you would like to uh, watch us for a while and you might have missed our MAGFest panel, like, five years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, here, here is your opportunity. Yeah, so head on over to the website. What is the website? Molly has it pulled up. Concarolinas.org Concarolinas.org 29th through the 31st Get with of it. May. Act like you want it. Follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe to us on YouTube. On the YouTubes, on the on the Instagrams, mm-hmm. uh, the Real Rap Critic. I'm, I'm that on there. Uh, you know, uh, of course, my station head channel, yep. you know, RC Radio, we keeping it percolating and popping. A whole bunch of people came through yesterday, uh, and I did some, uh, what was it, Injustice, uh, what do I like? Oh, yeah, Lo-Fi Beats and uh, Injustice 2 samples, you know, where I, like, just, uh, I pick a, a pretty dope-ass fucking couple of albums from a Lo-Fi producer. We did a Sleep Dealer last time. And, uh, you know, we just play the fucking beats, let it ride out, and every now and then you hear a cool-ass fucking Injustice sample that kind of fits over it. So, yeah. Okay. Dope. Oh, and yeah, I got my uh, Patreon Discord popping. You know, you can go on there and talk music with uh, other fans and stuff like that. That's really cool, you know. We've actually launched one, too. I'm going to have to get uh, the details. I'll post it on Twitter, but we recently Hmm. opened up a Rifcoms Discord that we got people coming in, hanging out, listening to music, too. So, got a little... Got little communities with with your boys, and I'm trying to stream on Twitch more too. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Uh, I got that whole tech shit figured out. So you know, you're gonna be seeing your boy on a uh, on a uh, on on the Twitches a lot more. <laughs> on the Twitches, <laughs> I'll be twitching. <laughs> what's that? What's that URL? <laughs> uh, Twitch TV slash Rap Critical. So go oh, okay, there cool. And- you know, I, and uh, I'm doing this thing where I like uh, listen to uh, you know some of my favorites from the Going Off podcast that we re- some of the favorite songs that we reviewed while I play uh, C- Crash Team Racing and shit. So you know, come through. <laughs> very cool. Yeah, every, you know, everyone's having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that about does it for this week. Big thanks for fucking with us. If this is your first time listening to us, all of our old episodes are on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Take your pick. You are bound to find a solution that works for you. And until next week, for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. Yeah, 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 yeah.